Okay, so uh, tonight we will continue with Hilchus Tshuva. I think Sunday morning we have a shir for half hour, quarter to nine to quarter after nine. Now these early years, so maybe we'll continue with Hilchus Tshuva as well. I'm not going to finish now anyway. On Monday night, I'm hesitate to cancel, cancel the shir, but I think from past experiences, people get busy every Yom Kippur. Uh, so, um, so after Sunday, the next shir will be the Sunday after Sukkot. Uh, three weeks uh, later, we'll have to share him on Shabbos Yantar, the weeknight uh, shir. Uh, we left off, let's start on page 34. Second paragraph in Yadal. Chairs. I don't know if, uh, you can, any more folding tables? You can bring another one if you want. Is there another? Uh, you can take another one. It's more comfortable. It takes two seconds to pick it up. Okay. Yeshav Eiros, second paragraph. Yadal, page thirty-four. Yeshav Eiros, Kalas Meilu, Afapike and Amulcham Sharagabem Eilu Chelak Lo Mabo. People, um, he's going to sound like smaller things. But Chazal understood that uh, the uh, Avera is extremely severe, and if a person is ruggle by him, interesting, the Ram puts that in. It doesn't say he does it once, even though the Gemara sounds famous, even if you do it once. But uh, he says ruggle by him. It's not a good idea to do it once either. Yesh Avera is Kalas. Again, page 34. I can take a few of the back. You got some of Second paragraph. Now, the uh, question over here, whether this applies to a kinoy, a nickname, that's a tremendous zuzel, like Shailam uh, Yichus, like Mamzer, or Nosin, or something like that, or is it... Uh, any nickname that's derogatory. Might be the latter, certainly just the one of the two categories, And as children, sometimes young adults, they have a bad habit of doing this all the time. And okay, it's hard to teach a six-year-old how severe it is, but sometimes it carries on at the high school, and sometimes it goes further. And you'll say, if it was so bad, why doesn't the person object? The answer is... And it's been going on for years. He doesn't want to look like uh, uh, a loser. So he doesn't say anything. Really, every time he hears the name, it hurts. That's a serious Avera, even if it doesn't turn white, which brings us on to the next thing. It's interesting. I, I've seen some Svarim say this, uh, say the following. It's hard to know exactly what the cutoff point is. I've seen some people say that a Malbu Pnei Chaver Barabin is not Stam embarrassing him, which isn't uh, good either. It's also not there. But it's the level of embarrassment that Imamish turns white. Now, just for the uh, 
medical aspect of it, correct me if I'm wrong, but whenever somebody's a little bit embarrassed to get flushed, blood goes to the face, and then afterwards it leaves, and the person turns white. So that happens whenever you embarrass them, whether a small amount or a large amount. So I saw someone, I mean, Matayik, means he's so embarrassed, he turns so red, that he turns completely white as a ghost later. As opposed to a fellow who just turns a little red, and the redness leaves after a while. He's just slightly embarrassed. So that's an interesting thing. Shaila is, what, how white is white, and how red is red, I don't think we want to find out. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a very, very dangerous thing to do, and... Um, if it's once, if it's ruggle, not much of enough community. It's a very, very serious thing. In America, we have uh, something that society is considered normal, even preferred, even cute. It's called practical jokes. It's the antithesis of, uh, of uh, Yiddish HaShafa and this Kamara. If somebody puts a banana peel down, so when the next guy walks in, he slips and almost breaks his head and his back. It's flat on his back, and everybody's rolling in laughter. Um, what's funny about that? So it's really the people, this is Mama Shemaisa Rishas, really what they're saying is that you slipped in a banana peel, I didn't, you're a shlamazel, and I'm great. That's really what it says in English. Nobody wants to admit that. Nah, I didn't mean that, it's just a joke. Can't you take a joke? That's really what you're saying. Whatever you have to put somebody down, see, pay a practical joke on him, and... Uh, and uh, he usually doesn't think it's funny, but he'll laugh along because he wanted to be one of the guys, so he'll pretend like he's amused. Uh, I remember my father was about to, uh, you know, Gears of the Yankasi, don't forget these stories. My father was, uh, was quite upset. He was about to leave on a business trip to South America. And um, it's the Philip Brothers. And uh, somebody walked into the office somebody who had obviously put up to this but didn't know at the time, and um, said that, you know, I heard you're going to this, I forget which country, but it was close to either a banana republic or close to a banana republic. Um, but he had some business to do there, and um, he walked in, he said, I was sent by uh, HR to make sure that you had kidnapping insurance. And he went on for 20 minutes making a presentation on the importance of kidnapping insurance, showing him statistics that one out of three Americans don't come back. <laughs> He gave him a whole long spiel. My father was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go. And he was like, you know, and there was a whole long conversation about it. He started, he was mommish, nervous. <laughs> Somebody reads you, made, they all made up statistics, of course. Um, and he told him a few stories about the, you know, the black sedans pulling up with machine guns and, and taking people away. And people never heard them, so he want to make sure the family's taken care of. And after this whole spiel for 20 minutes, a whole bunch of his quote-unquote friends walked in and everybody burst out laughing. The only person that was very not amused is my father, but my father, you all know my father, he doesn't laugh along just to make them feel good. He, um, he uh, told them at the time that I think there's a Gemara about this, and um, and then of course a few of them said, what you got, you can't take a joke. So we do this all the time. Uh, he was very nervous during those 20 minutes. As a matter of fact, even after they told him it was all a joke, he was pretty nervous. He almost canceled the trip anyway. Uh, once you spook somebody, you know, you never know. But we do this all the time. That one happens to be a little more colorful. But we're constantly telling tall tales at somebody else's expense just to see their reaction and get a rise out of them and to, and, uh, to see how they do under pressure or under uh, whatever we're trying to uh, talk them into. And if they're uncomfortable and sweating at the time, it's an Avera. And if they get very embarrassed, and it's... So what I'm 
what I'm saying, it's not what I'm saying, what the Ramam is saying, what the Gemara is saying, which is simply un-American, is that it's really, barring the most benign of the benign, it's really also to play a practical joke on somebody. Now, I've said that before, and people are like, oh, shocked. They've never heard something so preposterous. But uh, if you have any kashas, I'm willing to hear it. What the kashas is, is that practical jokes, momentarily, it could be for a minute, a half a minute, two minutes, usually scares people or gets people upset or slightly embarrasses them or more than slightly embarrasses them. So um, even though it's uh, culturally very acceptable, it's really not pushing. So uh, now, now you'll ask, so one guy asked me, can they make a surprise party when they walk in, they, they have a whole tall tale how they're supposed to get there. He walks in, everybody yells surprise. So I said, first of all, you gotta make sure that the guy is not 99 with a heart condition. Because like, also, it, it's like, after you get over it, it's like nice, but you, know, you don't wanna shock somebody. But I think that, you know, I'm American enough, even though he's like very shocked for a second, Maybe. I say maybe because the Gemara has some very nasty things to say about people who walk in the room without knocking. What's wrong with walking in the room without knocking? Even your own house, your own room. What's wrong? Answer is there might be somebody in there who might get startled for a second. I mean, a hundred people scream out, surprise! And the guy almost faints. Like, that's not, uh, that's better than knocking? That's better than walking in without knocking? Knocking? The knocking thing? It's not because... They scared him. He was very nervous. Call somebody tired. He's innocent. A sign is a misa. It's a very, very serious uh, issue. He's scanning for 20 minutes. And, and, and they thought maybe uh, they, he has such a hanos, a pachap, for an hour afterwards, been machap in the 20 minutes of getting nervous. It wasn't, uh, he didn't have any hanos afterwards. <laughs> the only people had hanos are the people who were laughing. So, why is the Gemara say you have to knock? It's your room, it's your room. So, whoever's in there, your wife, your, your, your brother, your sister, your, your son, whoever's in there, so they'll be surprised. They shouldn't be so nervous. So, the Gemara doesn't look at it like that. Right, it says we cause them 10 seconds of discomfort. Then uh, you have uh, the people do that on the phone also. Uh, the, uh, myself included, sometimes. I have to answer sometimes a thousand calls within like nine minutes, usually before Shabbos. So I just get up and say, Mutter! Hello, who is this? How many people do you know calling you telling me it's Mutter? The person you called an hour ago. Okay, that's what I think, but they don't always know. So I, uh, I, when I have time, which is never, I try to you know, remember to introduce myself first. Uh, but people get off card from it. You're not allowed to make people feel uncomfortable. You were planning yeah, a surprise party? The Rambam or your Lashem says it's a Rambam Yeah, Rambam. Well, yeah. well, no, it's so still also. That's why I added. Rambam, even if you say the Rambam means it's not one time, which is an interesting drop in the Gemara, it means it's also. Yeah, of course it's also. Yeah, I'm telling you, the example of knocking on the door of the Gemara has such nasty things called the guy, such terrible names. Guy walks into his own bedroom. Without knocking the door. So, so how scared are they going to be? You're walking in, your wife is there, she knows you live here. How nervous can she get? The answer is probably not for more than 10 seconds. Or 5 seconds or 1 second. Lesser. So I'm not even sure about the yelling surprise. If the type of guy is a nervous type of guy and he like gets shocked for a second. But um, if they're not nervous and they automatically smile from ear to ear and shine the first second, you know, you do the right thing. But the practical jokes really are, are an issue. And uh, the fact that say, you like to, somebody to be the butt of your jokes is not, uh, you know, find, find your fun somewhere else. That we discussed with the banana peel. Uh, if somebody else, uh, even if you didn't set the banana peel, it was there and he really slept on somebody else's banana peel. If you have any hanah from somebody else's busha, that's considered a horrible midah. And it's also a tremendous sign of insecurity. Because instead of uh, having 
positive, healthy self-esteem, you only get a rise in life when somebody else is belittled and has busha. So that's not a very, if that's the way you get your Hanoah, that's not a very healthy sign of your personality. In front of them, not in front of them. That's a huge problem for the Kilkul and the Seir. That's coming up. Cholamoyed comes twice a year, Baruch Hashem. And we have to figure out, there's a famous Yerushalmi, which is quoted in Halacha, that uh, the whole reason why they asked if you hold this Durabonon, or it's the Reisim Asulu Chachamim, the reason they asked Malacha is that we should spend the time uh, learning and davening and Ruchi Yisdikim Pursuits, and if Chazal uh, would have seen that uh, people are being mavaz the wasting the whole time, they would have told them to go to work. In Allah Chamaisi, you shouldn't go to work because of that. There's an old misconception that anybody puts on tefillah and has to go to work. It's an old mistake. It's mentioned in Truba's farm. One has nothing to do with the other. And you could be a card-carrying Gutfak Ashkenazi uh, and, and put on tefillah and not go to work. But there is a Yushami that says that if you're wasting your time completely, Hashkafrigali might have been better had you been at work, but that doesn't translate a lot of It's not if you're wasting your time. I've had husbands tell me that. They say that they're they really need to have to go to work. I asked them, why? Is it a Dabra Ovid? Yes, it's a Dabra Ovid. So I spent seven hours in the car with my kids. It's not good. So it's a Dabra Ovid. Okay. You know, so that's... Uh, <laughs> if, if it's better, he not be there. So uh, it's a little hard to make an actual hetero out of that. But you have to have a plan for Cholomite. You have to have some time with the kids. You have to have some time to relax. Some time to drink a glass of wine every day. With the ocean Paskins. You have to have a review of wine every day. Um... And you have to have a lot more time. There has to be more pursuit of Ruchnius uh, if you compare a day Chalamai to a regular Tuesday afternoon. There has to be a drastic difference. Or else there's a problem concern of Vaza Samaydis. And that's, uh, this is in the list of You're not recognizing Kaj Baruch gave the biggest gift we can have. Shabbos Yantiv is included in Yantiv. just a half of Yantiv. Hashem didn't want to make seven straight days of Yantiv. Because it's too difficult. But it's still a status of Yantiv. Chal Sakachim, one of the few things. One of the few areas we can't do today. Although I once mentioned to you, my uh, mother had a uh, had a cleaning lady. She was in the and the first and last time she or I or my father ever met a real karoi, they only have about a hundred families left, and they have to live in a city near Rehovot. And um, she, uh, believe it or not, on the busiest day of the year, the only the only day you visit a cleaning lady. At one in the afternoon, she just took her pocketbook and she started walking out of the door. I always said, where are you going? She said, I need your most. She said, I got to get home because we're bringing the Corbin Pesach today. It's Erev Pesach. And uh, she left. My mother pleaded, I, I can't leave now. I got I, I, yeah. <laughs> So she said, no, I got to leave. We're going to the Corbin. And that's it. And never. Told Tinak Shizdani B'Shem B'Shamas. But Corbin Pesach they bring the one of era that uh, you would think nobody would do today, and that's the, uh, they're still doing it. Uh, uh, they're back to shit for the whole nine yards. Nothing stands in the way of tshuva. He now gets a ticket, whatever seat he has, but he gets a ticket to have a mabam. Whether they were they were they did it in their heart. 
Sometimes it could be on their deathbed. It could be, you could talk to them, they're in ICU, you don't even know, they, 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 they do hear, they don't hear. But they could hear sometimes, and they can be hired for truth. And even that works. Not as good as doing it before, but it works. I had a Misa. Um, there was a there was a fellow in Kiva. Uh, my, uh, my uncle uh, told me this. And a fellow in Toronto who never was a, one of the last of the real life. Of course, he grew up in. Uh, he uh, when I heard the story, he was in his uh, late eighties, and um, he grew up in communist Russia, and uh, they did a real number on him. And he was, I remember, the, I met him a couple of times. He was a partner, he was in business. And but he had already retired already, and they were still somewhat friendly, and he was sick in the hospital, he was dying. My uncle came to visit him, and he was very sick. He, said, so he came to him and he said, do you he learned the Chayda when he was a young boy. He knew, uh, he, he, he still remembered, he had a very good head. So he said, you know, it's all over, and, uh, in a couple of minutes, hours, days, do chuva. Never forget this. You couldn't make this up. He turned to my uncle. My uncle was pleading with him. He turned to my uncle. He says, I'm not doing tshuva. He said, why not? He says, I know your plan. You want me to do tshuva so you get the schus. I'm not giving you any schus. I kid you not. <laughs> There's not my dragon fever already. But you know what? As sad as that story is, that shows that deep down, that statement alone was, shows that he wasn't a kaifer. Well, who's talking about? What's hard? Who's getting schus? He doesn't believe it's hard. So he admitted, even though against his own, his own interest, he admitted that the schar vaynish, and I know you're trying to be mekarev me because you want the schar, and I'm not going to give in, not on my, not on my places. And he died the next day. So my uncle was telling me, it's so sad. Oh, he said, God, from all you had no kids. He had kids. He had two kids from a non-Jewish lady. He had no kids. And uh, so he said, kind of from, he was so upset that he didn't. So I said, you know, the, the shining light was, you don't know what he was thinking. You made, I think you made a ration. He's telling you about Sar. So I think you made a ration. If you're ever in a hospital visiting somebody and you see an old Jewish man, very sick, you go over, this is so, you, you have no idea what I'm, what I'm describing. You know, I did Mesa two seconds before he dies. Go over and talk to him, say Shema with him. If he can't talk, so say Shema, Shema, you never know what you can be put on. And I know, I know a couple of doctors who do rounds regularly, and there are a lot of, especially in the New York area, a lot of old Jewish people. Nebuch, for long, the kids already uh, forgot about them, and they, the whole thing's a nebuch. And, uh, and he's had conversations with them, um, and he said, it's amazing what, uh, he's had people who got me fry anti the whole life, and they're crying, and they're saying Shema, and they're, so if you don't know this Ram, you could say, well, you know, no, he's in a foxhole. He's about to die. What does he have to lose? The Ram says that's extremely valuable. This has been a Ben Gehenim and a Ben Lamhav. So something to keep in mind if you're ever in the matzah with somebody, you don't know what they, you don't know what sinks in. People say, hey, it's not going to listen anyway. It's been uh, 92 years. We're going to stop listening now. You never know. What? You would say Kaddish for someone if they married He needs Kaddish more than everybody else. If a parent loses a child who intermarries, they sit shiva on him. But they say they say Kaddish is, is for the redemption of Shamba, he needs it more, not less. There's nobody you don't say Kaddish for. The more the more off they were, the more Kaddish you say. The more learning you should do, the more Mashayas you should do. That includes suicide? Sure. Suicides we done today, by the way, is all people who are mentally imbalanced to uh, we, we, we all the din and uh, we bury them central uh, seven. People who the minute gives for the cover of the family, they said shiva. 
it's, 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 it's quite obvious that most people who commit suicide loyalenu are not doing it out of philosophical principle. They're doing it because they're deranged and they're troubled. And even if they said they wrote a whole note that it was coherent and everything, while they were dying, I'm sure they had their very true. But, you know, nobody, nobody wants to die. So we, we have no doing it like that, and we don't, uh, we don't die as a suicide. But that's it. It's a good question. Well, many people have that. They say, this guy's so far gone. What's he going to do? The answer is, Kaddish is dafka for them. It's not Kaddish. Kaddish is made for, you, for the assignment don't know how to, who didn't know how to read. That's why it's an Aramaic. The biggest clue is to learn for them. And to get stuck on Kaddish is part of it. But, um, but it's, uh, these people need it more. You try your best. You try when they were alive. It didn't work. So uh, you try again. You don't know. You said this Rambam. Rambam specifies. You don't know if he does it in Rambam or he does it inside. We don't know what he's thinking. That's why you never know. You talk to somebody, you don't know what they can hear. Somebody medical reports about things that they thought they were unconscious. They thought they were in ICU. They couldn't hear. And uh, they hear sometimes more than you think. So you never know what version you can make. Take out a few minutes, visit somebody you don't know. It's a, it's a high. You can really make them up. Especially if the person recovers. There are 24 things that make tshuva difficult. Nothing makes tshuva impossible. Just difficult. Four of them are tremendous. Again, like Paro. It doesn't mean it's impossible. Hashem will make it very difficult. The Anish itself is that it will be extremely difficult to come back. For four yudra veiras, if you go to chet of elohim, aleph, hamachtias arabim. The classic example of this is Yerub ben Avot, whose chetia machtias arabim made the eglizav, made a separate religion, basically didn't allow people to go to Yerushalayim. Lamaisa, we know the famous Gemara that uh, Yerubim was approached by Kadosh Baruch Hu before the Batzma, and he said, "This is after his chetia machtias arabim," and he said, "Do tshuva, and you, and me, and Ben Yishai, and me metal magadim." made the uh, very, very difficult, uh, uh, maybe he found it easy, but the fateful decision to ask me, Barosh. And once he asked that, he said, uh, you're asking who's first? Ben David's first, you're second, I'm third. Oh, pretty good, only three. Two human beings, one of Barosh. And he said, I'm not interested. Which is the whole reason why he went out to death in the first place. He was Makana, not with the he's worried about his cover. So it showed he didn't become Balchuva. But after, he was chronological. This, this conversation took place after he was chet out to so that's why the Ramah means, means it's very, very difficult. The reason I think we don't hear that story about other, other people who went off is because Yerobah had unbelievable schism earlier in life. He was a big lambda, he learned a lot. He had schism that generated that last chance to give him the uh, Pesach to, to do Tshuva. Yeah? Shechil Hashem, you do Tshuva. The Ramah just says at the beginning that, that unlike Asseis, at different levels, and let's just say, I say you get, you get a kapara in the spot, let's just say you get a kipper, you get for other ones, and for Chil Hashem, the Avera, the Tshuva, the Yisurim, the kipper, still not finished, I get a mitzvah. That's the final kapara, but he gets the kapara. Yeah, it's got to be Tshuva. You can't do Tshuva for Chil Hashem. Who? They do, they do, but to the Ramam. No, Chil Hashem, the truth is accepted, but the full kapara is not until then. There's two different things. The question of the kapara is how much can handle the person gets, how they fit. This is this is where the truth is called. So Aleph, Amati Saram, Mechalav, and Zem, Akim, Saram, Milas, is mitzvah. Not only if you're Chaytim, Amati Saram, if you, people about to do a mitzvah, and you're Makim, let me tell you, this is scary. Because I've heard comments from people, I hope I show you, they didn't realize the power they have. 
Sometimes you can make a sarcastic comment about something that a person or a group of people are going to do that's very good. And you say a Lush and a Bittel, and then all of a sudden, like, and then your friend says, okay, that's it, we're not going. How many times do we have that? You have, uh, I've heard that comment about the Asifa they had about the internet. They had, a lot of people went, a lot of people didn't go, and some people didn't go because they couldn't make it, and some people didn't go because they heard the ah, I heard a share on that. So one thing a bit let's see, it could prevent 30 people from going, uh, going to a mitzvah. That's, that's scary. Uh, you could pull people in a different directions, they'd they, they be doing something else, and you want to do something, you want people to come along with you. And with the place you're going, it's not so good People um, always uh, want to know, is it exactly us, or is it approximately us, or is it somewhat us to go to Atlantic City? Anybody in this room? Don't worry. Just so we can put it on the CD, the video. So, um, so I, you don't have to get into the sugi, asmach the kind, asmach the blood kind. They can't, that's, they always start asking, well, I'm done. I'm always asking, I want to know, don't we pass can asmach the kanya? Don't we pass can if it's a guy, then zich asmach the kanya, and I'm playing against the house and the third party. They know the whole sugi gets an entry. So I said, yeah, yeah, I once gave share that sugi, yeah, right? And this, this is definitely what to rely on. Now, I can go? It's absolutely not. What are you, out of your mind? What does I do the sugi asmach the kanya? It's a chil l'ashem, and then they tell me, I have the whole skit. The answers are always the same, no matter who I'm talking to. And after that, they say, but how can it be a chil l'ashem? I see so many of the yarmulkes there. I said, that's exactly the chil l'ashem. Every time there's another yarmulke there, feeds on the other yarmulke. So I wouldn't mind if just a bunch of yarmulkes walking around, but unfortunately there are people under the yarmulkes. Are you talking about the seeds or just anywhere? Well, let me put it this way. My big problem... <laughs> This is the way I always got that question with one minute to go in the shear. Uh, uh, let me put it this way. My, my issue with places like this, Vegas and, and, and places like this, is not the gambling. It's the fact that most of the people walking around forgot to get dressed in the morning. And the ambiance is not exactly conducive for a growth of a bent terror. And that's an understatement. And uh, especially, you know, if you compare Atlantic City to Vegas, don't take the Hesher sample, it's like a... T- even that's the difference of day and night, but uh, people have to go to Vegas for conventions. And I, I was told by people in the shul, they go there, like you should, you should smell the stench as soon as you land in the airport. And they said they go there, they're trying to mind their own business, they're going there, a lot of from conventions there, a lot of like very, and I know the whole scene there. And I tell people, if you have to go and your process depends on it, so go and just, you know, wear blinders and daven. But if you don't have to be there, send the guy in your office who will be more than happy to go and if you can send a shliach, it gets into our other discussion of Rosh Hashanah, you should definitely do so. I, there are people told me that it's, it's so good for them. They walk in, they mamish. They, one guy was, was just, just from the downstairs meeting room up to his room on the 15th floor. He was, you can use the word proposition, accosted, I don't know which way it were, by a, um, a person who also forgot to get dressed in the morning. Um, and she wasn't there for the Comtex convention or for the uh, Diamond convention or for she actually lives there. Um, and he said it was just like he, was in a, he said he never understood the shayla by yichud elevator until that mice. <laughs> he said walk up, how walk you walk in an elevator? He said he uh, he learns from that never to laugh at shaylas even if the answer is it's mutter. So so it's not the gambling issue, it's not the asmatir. issue. The shayla is where should a Ben Terra be? What kind of ambiance should he have when he's in a place? We spoke about restaurants in Manhattan. That makes the restaurants in Manhattan look like uh, Kailu compared to some of these places. So you have to, a Ben Terra has to know before you go to a place. Where am I putting myself? What incidents am I going to have? And is this the proper environment for a Ben Terra to be? That's my issue with these places. And the fact that one guy told me that he was in the... AC, and he says, it's unbelievable, your mom had a minya from Arab that had more than 25 guys. 
I said, that's very uh, sad. Is it, is it the worst Avera in the world? Not every Avera has to be Gimel Avera. The Shadda is what you do with your time and what type of environment you put yourself in. And um, the environment is not sneistic and it's not conducive, then uh, that has to really be thought about. Not going to anybody here, but maybe it'll help somebody who's listening on the phone. We'll continue, Mr. Shem, Sunday morning at a quarter to nine.